Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, so I want to welcome everyone to the New Work Revolution podcast here on NewWorkRevolution.com. This is Brandon Allen, and today I have a guest. And for those of you who have listened for any period of time, uh, it's a familiar guest. So a few months ago, I had uh, talked with author and sole purpose coach uh, Derek Van Ness. And at the time, we had talked about his book, Find Your Passion. And Derek is back with a new book on sales and called Salesmanship, Discover How to Use People's Skills and Effective Communication to Close More Sales Ethically. And this is such an important topic. Everyone that listens to this at some, in some capacity is a salesperson. And as business owners, we know this to be true. If we're not selling our product, uh, no one is. And so uh, I, I was really excited about this, got a chance to read through the book, really enjoyed it. And so I'm, uh, I'm glad to have Derek here. So Derek, uh, welcome. Thanks, Brandon. I appreciate you having me on again. And uh happy and excited to share some of the ideas that, that came out of this book. So I really, yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, good. Well, so tell me, Derek, I mean, where did the inspiration or, you know, why, why this book? You know, this kind of happened out of the, the coaching that I do for, for people. I coach a lot of small business owners. And one thing that kept coming up for people was they didn't know how to effectively communicate with their clients. And so often people would come in, they would ask questions, they would look around the store or the clinic or wherever, and when it came right down to it, the, the people I coached, the business owners themselves, just couldn't figure out how to convey the information they had inside of themselves to their, their potential client or their prospect at the time in a way that the person could actually purchase from them or do business with them, and they, they would get frustrated. So I had a lot of people asking me, you know, I've heard that there's approaches on question-based selling or how can I be more powerful with people? How can I help them understand what, what's really at stake here so that they would un- understand that what we have is the right product? And so we talked through a lot of this, and, uh, and a lot of this came out of the idea that selling doesn't have to be a manipulation. You know, so many of them were trying to figure out a way to outsmart the client or um, manipulate the situation in a way that the client would buy from them, but that you know that really doesn't work for the long term. So after being asked this time and time again, I recorded an audio that I was giving to a lot of my clients as one of the extra things I did for them, and uh, and I just felt like the audio was good, but there was more that could be done with it. So I decided to take it on as a writing project, and this book is the result. Nice. Okay. Well, good deal. So in terms of sales. What what do you hope? What's the you know? Let's start with the the end goal here. What is what is the big takeaway that you hope that a business owner, an executive, a salesperson reading this will take away from the book? Well, I think the most important thing, and this is this is not what I was taught early on in my career. So I think this is a paradigm shift for many people, and for some people it may not be. But the idea that sales doesn't have to be uh, an adversarial type of sport, right? This isn't you against them. 
the best and most effective types of sales is where you're actually an advocate for the person, the client that you are working with to help them solve a problem. And as you begin looking at it as my job is to find a solution to their problem in a way that works for them, the whole process becomes completely different and it goes from being scary and, you know, slick salesman type of approach to being, uh, you know, their, their best friend and, and in many times the person who will stand up for them when they won't stand up for themselves so that they can make the decision that they need to move their life or their business forward. So I think the, under, the understanding that you can be an advocate for people as opposed to having to be their adversary to become very successful in selling or, or promoting things that you believe in. Okay, nice. I like that. I like that. So um, one of the things that I took a note uh, on is, uh, and I'll just kind of read this little piece here. Uh, And you said in the book, I find that most business owners or salespeople are afraid to deliver seemingly bad news because they are afraid they'll lose a customer or piss them off. However, if presented properly, bad news can actually help you to build greater rapport and even close a sale. And to me, that's a real counterintuitive thing for a lot of people. When they have bad news, they tend to avoid that. But, you know, your your advice there is to kind of lean into that situation. So talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah, so what I've discovered in having to deal with adversity is that anybody, especially if you're in the type of sales that's that's longer term, that's relationship building, that is, managing big clients or working with people over a a project or the course of a project, of course things are going to come up, right? But what I found was, and I learned this in the insurance business, was that when things get tough, that's when you get to prove to someone that you're worth having in their corner. When everything goes smooth sailing, you have no way to distinguish yourself. And don't get me wrong, I love it when a sale or the process of a sale goes very smoothly and the people, you know, click, 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 everything happens. They get what they want. I get what I want. Everybody wins. That's great. But what I found is when times get tough, when they really need you to do some extra work for them or handle a situation, for example, when I was in the insurance business and and selling health insurance, if an insurance company denied a claim or if the customer had trouble with something uh, with one of the, the products or policies I had sold them, at first that's scary. You're like, oh, my gosh, are they going to cancel insurance? That's your natural reaction, but you you come to understand that if I can get on the phone and I can get on with the insurance company and I can handle this for them and I can let them see that I'm proactively working with them to get what they want, now people become very loyal. And I actually found that I got a lot of referrals from people when I stood up for them or explained something to them or helped them solve a problem because they were like, hey, this guy's for real. This guy isn't just lip service. He's walking the talk. And once people start to realize that you are there to actually help them and you'll stand by them when things are tough, then they become very loyal and and happy to stay with you for the long haul. Right. Very interesting. So in sales, you don't want someone to tell someone what to do. Why is that? Well, I think we all know this, and I don't know if it's ingrained in us when we go through our teenage years or what exactly happens, but... When people tell you you have to do something, what's your natural instinct? For most of us, it is, oh, yeah, I'm going to show you that I don't have to do that, right? Or you should do this immediately makes almost all of us cringe because our natural 
instinct is to do the opposite when someone's sort of painting us into a corner or trying to push us around. So what I found is that by asking the right questions, there's a, a really great scene in the movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, where, you know, the man is very macho and very in charge and somebody's talking to his wife and she says, yeah, he's the eyes and the head of our decision-making process, right? What he sees and what he decides we're going to do, we do. What he doesn't realize is I'm the neck and I'm turning the head to look at what I want it to see and that's how I get what I want. So this is the same kind of thing. When you ask the right questions and you lead someone or turn them into seeing something a particular way, now you can allow them to make the decision on their own without that natural resistance that comes up when you tell them they should do this or need to do that and allow them to self-discover it through, through guiding them properly through, through good questions. Nice. Yeah, I like that. I, you know, and I think it's, it's, it's easy to tell. Um, and I think a lot of times we're told that in sales, right? I mean, I know I heard that, tell, don't sell, right? Yeah, tell, don't sell, and, and there, there's a way to do it where you can lead the client just as effectively, but it helps them to figure it out on their own by you right. crafting that script with them. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, and I think, you know, you made a point in that same area, in that same chapter, uh, about establishing what, you know, what someone wants and then use that to really navigate around getting them to the decision that needs to be made. Um, mm-hmm. So that's awesome. So you, you talk about asking effective questions and just the power in that, which I think uh, obviously in the coaching work that I do is, is so important, but it's also so important in sales. So talk to me about how you go about ensuring that you ask powerful questions. Well, I think that it starts from the very, very first word you say to a person. And there's a process that happens here naturally. And, and on the front end of that process, you have to gather a lot of information through asking questions. You need to understand why the prospect is there, what they're looking to, to buy from you or, or accomplish. Like, what is their problem that they're trying to solve? Because that's, that's what it comes down to. Everybody who's going to spend money with you is trying to solve a particular problem or accomplish something. If you can understand not only what they want to accomplish, but why that is so important to them, what the ramifications are, what any limits are on their budget, or why they haven't already solved this problem, then you're in a position to ask questions that lead them where they need to go. So it starts with uncovering their need, and then through the process of asking those questions, and uh, it's very different depending on the sale that you're working on, but I think of it as getting them on what I call the yellow brick road. As you get really good at a sale after you've got some experience with it and you've really started to hone your craft of understanding what you want to accomplish, there becomes a very clearly paved yellow brick road. In other words, people who are going to buy my product, people who are going to buy into my ideas, people who are going to use my service come to adopt a certain type of thinking or come to a certain conclusion, what are the checkpoints they had to go through or what are the things they had to figure out or understand in order to come to that point where they can make a decision? Each of those checkpoints I would call steps on the yellow brick road. So if you can understand where someone stands now, what they're trying to accomplish, now you'll have the answers to ask questions that can get them onto that yellow brick road. And once they're on that path, 
you you usually have developed a very natural progression of once they understand this, then I can show them this. Once they get this, then, then I can show them this. Now they have the information they need to be able to purchase or work with us. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. I mean, I, I think that's so effective. So, um, you know, when when we go through when when we're talking with people, I think sometimes we just forget to to really ask those questions and listen to really open ourselves up to the possibility of. Uh, the conversation may be going in a different direction than we expect it to, and I think sometimes we can be a victim, right, of our own uh, of our own presupposed notions about where the client is and where they should be, right? Absolutely, and and I find it's funny when I I notice myself getting into that mode, as as you do. I do a bunch of coaching for small business owners, and sometimes um, when I haven't been doing my best coaching, I find that. I do exactly what you're saying. I come into a call feeling or thinking that something may go a particular way. And then when the conversation goes a different way, I'm caught off guard. And I, I sort of am backpedaling a little bit or trying to realize, oh, my gosh, I need to get back in the present moment. This, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. So I have to turn off my autopilot. And uh, as coaches and as salespeople, you always want to be as present as you possibly can so you can hear what people are really saying and one of the points I make in the book is, is not just what people are saying, but really paying attention to what they're not saying. Right. So often people will tell you all kinds of things about what's working and what's going well and, and why, this, why they should go with the competition or why another product seems better. But you want to pay attention to what they're not saying about the other product or why they haven't gone with the other person and use that to help establish some questions. So one of the, like one of the uh, things I used to do was I was a real estate investor for many years. I used to buy, fix, and resell houses. And I really had a chance to use this skill a lot because there were many stages of sale there. But one of the most interesting things was when I was first speaking with someone who potentially wanted to sell their home, I was going to buy it at a very deep discount. And so that can be a tricky sale. But a lot of people would say, oh, you know, I thought about listing it, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And I would just ask them flat out. They wouldn't tell me why they hadn't. So I would just ask them, well, why haven't you listed it with a realtor if you're trying to get top dollar for it? Why haven't you used a professional for this? And then it would immediately, because they, they wouldn't tell me that they had done that, but they would kind of skirt all around the fact that we want to get top dollar, we want to make sure that we get as much as we can, and but they wouldn't say, we've tried to use a realtor and it didn't work out. Or we've tried to use someone else and it was a real problem. Or we tried to use them, but we don't want to pay a sales commission. They weren't saying those things. So as soon as I asked those questions, it brought the truth up of why they were on the phone with me instead of somebody else. Yeah. That's, uh, and, and there's always, there's, and one of the things that I, I like to quote uh, is a uh, is from the book of Proverbs, and it's Proverbs 25, uh, and it says that the uh, a person's hearts are are deep waters, and and one with insight draws them out. And I, I think in sales that's so true that uh, we look at what's on the surface, but when we dig a little deeper and ask questions, you know, we really get to find out what is at the heart of what they really want. And when we know that, then we can match a solution. Uh, that we have, or even determine if they're not. 
uh, a good fit for what we have, which I think is so hard for people to do as well as to turn someone away even when they're not a good fit. But uh, that's mm-hmm. so important. So there's a lot of good tools in the book, and I don't want to talk about all the tools because I want, uh, if people want these tools, they need to read the book and go through that. But one sure. of the things that I wanted to close with, um, because I think it's it's really important, it actually got me thinking about my own process, uh, is uh, you talked about really going through and mapping out your ideal conversation, and really, uh, which I really think creates some intention. So talk to us a little bit about kind of really mapping out, you know, the perfect conversation and what that looks like. Yeah, so this goes back to that yellow brick road I was I was talking about. As you've been in, in any sort of professional sales or, uh, or worked with persuading people or influencing people, you'll find after you've been doing it for a period of time, and it usually takes, you know, three to six months, I would say, to where you've seen enough sales from the beginning to the end of the process that you start to notice that there's a pattern. And what that pattern is usually based upon is, like I said earlier, there are certain pieces of information that every person needs to have. Those might be price, those might be timeline, those might be how does it work, those might be why is it better than the competition. Depending on the product or service you're selling, there's a whole list of those. And understanding what it really takes for someone to get those questions answered so that they can be in a position to buy. So in writing out your, your ideal conversation, like you said, it creates an intention, but it helps you to, to have the framework to work within. In other words, I know that I've got to get from point A to point B. In order to do that, I've got to cross three or four bridges here. There are some things that the client needs to understand or the person who's going to buy needs to understand, and it could be something as simple as, what is their size if you're selling shoes, or it could, could be something much more complex, like does this integrate with their current software system and solution? You know, but they have to know certain things in order to make that, um, that decision happen. And you want to understand how you're going to get that point across, A, in a way that they self-discover it and come to the realization themselves rather than you telling them, and B, how you can progress from one thing to another. A lot of times there are transitions or ways to to get from one point to another very seamlessly if you ask the right questions or things that help build your credibility along the way. So if you can get really clear about what are the things that people need to know about me and about my product or service in order for them to buy, and then you can literally write out the ideal conversation, you now have a really good idea of what your yellow brick road looks like, and it becomes much easier to find ways to get people on that road. So writing it out really makes a big difference because many of us think that we have it clear in our head, but it's kind of this mushy, out-in-the-fog, distilled idea. We don't have it concretely, clearly understand it, understood and articulated. So writing it out really makes a huge difference in helping your clarity, and when you're clear, clear you can lead people much more effectively down that road. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I look at, you know, if you're if you're listening to this right now, think about all the things that you try to do by your own memory or your own willpower. And if you're like me, when I try to do things off of memory, regardless of how many times that I've done them, there's always something later where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I forgot to say that. Or I forgot to tell them about this. 
or then they'll ask a question later about something, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I should have told them that. Um, and we do this in not only in our sales presentations, but we also do it in job interviews. We do it in uh, talks that we give. I mean, all these different things. So I really thought, you know, that was a good point just to really map that out because I know a lot of business owners who are in the sales uh, in the sales business, which should be all of them actually, mm-hmm. um, but they don't have any kind of any kind of intentional system. And what I look at when I look at sales. I look at sales as anything else. It's an art, and there's an art to that. But what I want to do is I want to be able to flow freely within the art. And if I'm thinking about or trying to remember things while I'm doing that, I'm not going to be as spontaneous or really looking for opportunities, and it's going to hinder my listening. Um, and that's mm-hmm. really what I what I thought was so powerful about that is that you know sometimes when we craft just some of the the, the real nuts and bolts of what need to be covered or things that we we may want to ask someone it allows us the freedom to really weave in and out of that in a way that uh, lets us be present in the moment. And so, I, you know, I think that's a, just a really good tip. Yeah, I think, I think the key there is as you become clear and you have certainty, you, became a, you become a much more effective leader. And so much of sales is leadership, leading people, showing them why what you have is going to work for them in a way that's, like I said, being an advocate, but that leadership comes from your confidence and your confidence comes from being really clear. So mapping it out is a huge step in crystallizing what it is that you want to accomplish, how it can happen, and then that allows you to really take the reins and lead this where it needs to go as you speak with people and work with them. Yeah, really nice. So Derek, any final thoughts? Um, Where can they get the book? Um, Talk to us about that a little bit. You know, the book is is on Amazon right now and uh, distributing it through Kindle. Uh, if you don't have a Kindle reader, that's okay. You know, you can use your cloud reader. You can That integrates with a lot of other uh, mechanisms out there, a lot of other readers. So, and if worst came to worst and you needed to, to get a copy but for some reason needed a PDF, we can probably work something out. But, um, and, and if you need to reach me, you can just reach out to me. My website is bringpurposetolife.com, bringpurposetolife.com. You can reach out to me there. But to buy the book itself, you can go to Amazon. You can look it up either um, by the name. If you just search the keyword salesmanship, it will come up. Or if you look up Derek Van Ness, D-E-R-I-C-K-V-A-N-N-E-S-S, uh, it will be there under my name, and, and you can find it there. Very nice. All right. Well, hey, Derek, I uh, really, uh, really enjoyed the book. Uh, I'm excited for my listeners and my readers to check it out. Uh, make sure you go and make that investment. And, uh, Derek, again, I appreciate you for uh, being on the show today. My pleasure, Brandon. I appreciate you having me. Quality questions as always. All right. Thanks, Derek. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.